everyone and welcome to this next episode of 15 Minutes With. I'm so excited for our next guest speaker, Cherie Caldwell from Sales Love. Cherie, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Let's get straight into our conversation. Please could you introduce yourself to the audience, tell us a little bit about what you do and maybe a little bit about your career journey as well. Thanks. Good. So first of all, thank you so much for having me, Denal. I am really honored to be here. So a little bit about me. My name is Cherie Caldwell. I represent a lot of facets of diversity. So think about being a woman, being a Black female, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community, being over 40. I mean, I feel like there's so many different areas that I could <laughs> cover here. So having a sensitivity for all folks that have been othered in the past, if you will, and looking for ways to elevate the conversation is really my passion, right? How do we shift the conversation to build a more inclusive world and one which we respect one another, honor the differences, but we don't have a need to vilify or make something right or wrong, but appreciate the perspectives come from different lived experiences. So that passion, I just get to show up at work and be able to do some stuff with that, right? And from a career journey standpoint, I've been in human resources for my career. And I have been traditionally the business partner. I've occasionally played roles with recruiting or talent development or retention. And in some roles I've had responsibility for diversity, but primarily that had not been my focus. I would say I've been a human resource generalist and I had the opportunity to work for great companies, Kraft Foods, Home Depot, Delta Airlines, Comcast. And then I took time to be a caregiver and a consultant. So my mom needed strong support with an illness and I chose to, you know, spend time being a caregiver. And anyone who's done that knows that that really takes a lot of your time. And so you're not really building a strong business. You may have projects, you may have a time to do some things and that was fine. Yeah. And then it became obvious that my mom needed more than me. I wasn't adequate to provide her the support. And about that time when I was finding support for her, the summer 2020, George Floyd happened. And it called to me because I felt like there was such an energy in the world, not just, you know, people reacting here in the States to it, but there was a strong reaction that there was an energy to push this ball up the hill and have us transform, you know, our relationship with one another and having that huge respect and trying to bring love to it. And mm -hmm. I expected that there would be a backlash that kind of is what happens, but it really spoke to me in saying now was the time to really pivot and put energy into this and not to avoid it, to be a part of the solution. Because it's going to take a lot of us to move this mm -hmm. ball up the hill. Yeah. And about the time I made the decision that I had someone call me and say, hey, this company called Salesloft is looking for the head of DE&I and I gave them your name. And I thought, well, when you make a decision and an opportunity presents itself, you should go check it out. Yeah. And I found a really strong partnership with the leadership in the organization in terms of we want to be sincere in our efforts. This is not a check the box exercise for us. Mm -hmm. We don't know all that we don't know, but we want to reach out and embrace what we want to learn. Yeah. And I found that um, the company is very open, very supportive. I feel very embraced as a part of the leadership team. And I feel like there's a good energy around learning more about this, having us educate ourselves and actually really striving to reinforce a culture that's about team over self and diversity is a part of that. So it's been a really good journey. I'm really, you know, strong about being intentional about this. And I think we're doing some good work there. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that overview and just 
the guiding purpose really that that you've been able to follow so we're going to pivot a little bit in terms of our conversation still keeping within diversity and inclusion but the focus of today is really around budgeting this work requires strong resources people as well as financial and often it can be seen as a secondary function or not a priority for an organization and so exactly resources and budgeting that thinking often follows it as well so my first question is for an individual who is building a DEI strategy and looking at budgeting as part of that what are some of the first things that they should be thinking about for this right So to me, it's really about making the connection with the business and talking about how diversity enables business results. And there's so much research right now. So building the business case is a little bit easier and it's bringing the importance of diversity from, oh, it feels good to do this. It's the right thing to do to that. It's a business imperative and that we need to do this because customers care about diversity. Talent cares about diversity. Communities care about diversity. And this is a part of being a strong corporate citizen, if you will. And it's not just the right thing to do, but it really is about driving organizational health Mm -hmm. and employee engagement. And if you can help make the business case that people feel like they can be themselves at work and they feel there's a safety in work, then you unleash a little bit more of their contributions. They're less guarded. They're more committed. And when you have employees that are committed, we already know the story about engagement. There's a lot of work around that. So when employees are engaged and they feel like they can be fully themselves, there's the opportunity for richness of ideas. There's certainly uh, that extra effort that you get from folks from not just doing my job, but really caring. And Mm -hmm. I think that we miss out on understanding that this is a business issue. How do we have inclusivity in our culture? How do we build that? So first of all, it's really tying it to the business, making sure you're talking about what business results you want to get. And each strategy is personalized to the business. You have to do what I call the SWOT analysis, understanding the strengths of the organization, the weaknesses, what opportunities exist and what are the threats, right? In regards to diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm -hmm. And then you start to say, how can the strengths and opportunities overcome the weaknesses and the threats? And that's kind of how I think about that. And when you look at that, then you can make a link to say, if we do these things, we can overcome this thing and we'll get this result. Mm -hmm. So we can increase the diversity of our talent. We can find ways to train our organization to be more inclusive. We can help our leaders do this. We can perform an equity audit. And you start to look at the things that you can do, and then you build your budget to accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. But you want to tie them to the business. What's the business trying to accomplish? They have a product. They're trying to get customers. There's all those different things. How Mm -hmm. does this relate to getting there? And I go back to diversity enables a business. So if we can buy into companies that are more diverse, get better business results, then this is an enabler for us Mm -hmm. to do better. So we want to do everything we can to leverage that diverse talent and not only have diverse talent, but know that they are fully engaged. And those are the two levers I think that you start to build your budget on is making that business case. Great. How would you go about, how would you allocate a DEI budget to maximize the impact that it could possibly have for an organization? And perhaps what are the things that should be included and what are the things that perhaps should not be included as part of a a DEI budget? So I think you want to determine if your strategy is focused more internally 
or externally, or mm -hmm. if it's a mixture of both. So right. for example, if you are focused on increasing the diversity of your team and reinforcing the culture, you'll likely find that you need to have some internal programs and methods, as well as ways to attract talent that may have you focus externally. So you want to think about what it is you're trying to accomplish as you look at how to maximize it. Mm -hmm. So if you're focused on talent, you may want to sponsor events that are educational oriented or recruitment oriented so you can expand your network and demonstrate your commitment to diverse communities by being there. And then sometimes in those events, you get access to a list of attendees. So that's a strategic thing to do to then start to build relationships with folks. I'll go into events where I get an email from an organization that was, hey, it was great to see you there. And they start to reach out and build that. And then if you're looking to help leaders, then maybe you have some training programs. Maybe you have the resources to do that internally. You may have to pay for them, or you may have to find an external consultant to help you with that. And then educating your leaders on how to engage employees, how to build that connection with employees, how to be aware of their own biases so they're not unintentionally excluding people or othering people. Those are things that you might want to build into your budget as well. So you want to look at what are your goals? Are you wanting your leaders to be stronger? Are you wanting to increase the diversity of your talent? So you have to go find external needs and maybe pay for recruitment companies or job boards or those types of things. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to invest in some team. So there may be internal teamwork. Right. Um, I found for me, budgeting dollars for my employee resource groups was important mm -hmm. and empowering them to actually share their culture and their community and their thoughts and ideas and giving them their own ways to do that, providing them some budget. So you may want to look on that as well. So again, tie it back to the value mm. that you think your diversity, equity, and inclusion programs will bring to the company and demonstrating results. And so one of the ways, for example, that I've talked about my ERGs is I point out that research proves that the more contact you have with people not like yourself, actually helps impact your biases, helps reduce stereotypes or the impact of the stereotypes because yeah. now you're getting to know people. Right. So I call it inclusion is a contact sport. That's been my theme for the year. Mm -hmm. And so encouraging my ERGs to leverage their budget to provide activities that bring people to them, not just affinity, but reaching out and bringing allies in and using it as a way to educate others and create community in that sense. I love that. That's great. And I think that point of connecting into the goals and the overall strategy of the business is a great way to demonstrate value. Like you said, coming back to your first point, it's a function of the organization and it's so vital. An organization is essentially its people and without its people coming as their true selves or, or feeling valuable in such an organization, you don't really have anything. And so Putting value and investment into that is so critical for the overall goals of the organization. So exactly. I really like that framing of, of how you described it. Yes. So we also want to be able to grow and expand diversity, equity, inclusion work. Ultimately, you know, I say this all the time that we're trying to work ourselves out of a job. Ultimately, yes. we'd be in a place where we don't need to exist. But at the same time, to counter that narrative of, oh, it's just something on the side, it's a box ticking exercise. There are times when individuals and leaders will need to secure additional budget and expand on that because the remit grows, the needs grow, the priorities grow. So what are some of the best ways in which leaders can go about securing and expanding DEI budget? Right. I think it's results. 
You want to bring your business results. So you have to show up just like any other business leader and talk about what you've accomplished and the difference you've made. And it's hard to sometimes measure these things, but you can look at, for example, I might look at attendance at ERG events. I might take a survey at the end and talk about the value that you got from that event and be able to talk about it from a qualitative standpoint. I talk about things that I've done to help increase psychological safety in the organization. And mm -hmm. that might be things like one-on-one -on -one conversations or amplifying the voice of the ERGs within the company by leveraging community meetings and things like that to do that, but demonstrating the results through events at leveraging your engagement survey results. Most surveys have a question or two around diversity. And if yours doesn't, add that in. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to measure what's the impact on that and getting feedback on, are we doing enough? What do you want to see? What's important to you? And right. sometimes that qualitative feedback is something that we can quantify and help people see, as well as other basic business results. Mm -hmm. What is the return on investment for having been involved in diversity? Did we see an increase in our representation? Do we see more women and people of color leaders? And you can speak to those results and then you start to say, what more can we do? How can we continue to add to the business and go from there? Fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, that brings us to the end of our conversation. I know there's so many more things that we could probably discuss, but I think this was a great sort of short, succinct overview of DEI budgeting and how best to go about that. So thank you so much, Sheree, for sharing your insights. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.